This podcast is brought to you by Freedom High School, enhancing education through technology. Welcome to History Without the Textbook. I'm Sasha, and today we'll be talking about World War I. So today we're going to be talking about World War I. Um, we're going to be talking about why it started, what happened during, and how it was resolved. And we're going to be going over some of the specifics of the warfare and why it is known as such a terrible war in human history. So first things first is why the war actually began. So the war broke out in 1914, but up before that, there was a lot of issues going on in Europe and a lot of tensions between countries. So at the time, Germany was a really big world power. Their military was growing bigger and bigger, and they were getting really out of hand in terms of technology and overall aspirations. They wanted to invade France, and they wanted to essentially take over most of Europe. And understandably, countries were not happy about this. Another big issue at the time were alliances between countries. So you would have countries saying, oh, if you go to war, I'll have your back. And this is basically what resulted in such a huge war and why it is a world war, because so many countries were involved due to these alliances. So the actual thing that sparked World War I is actually kind of a small event on scales of history. So what actually kicked off the war was the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand from Austria-Hungary, who visited Serbia and was assassinated. The Austria-Hungarian government thought this was the work of Serbia's government and decided to declare war on Serbia. This became an issue, and not just the war between two countries, because of the military alliances. Serbia had an alliance with Russia, meaning that Russia was now technically at war with Austria-Hungary, and Austria-Hungary had an alliance with Germany, meaning Germany was now at war with both Russia and Serbia. And things like this and other military alliances is what drew most of the world in. France was also brought into the war because of France's alliance with Russia, and at this point, Great Britain was not yet involved, but Great Britain would become involved when Germany invaded Belgium, which was a um, peaceful uh, country who didn't get involved in foreign conflict. So Great Britain did not like the idea of Germany invading um, Belgium, and at this point, they declared war on Germany. This kind of is what sparked the war becoming a whole European war. Almost every European country was involved in some way, but the main powers that you have to focus on are the Triple Entente powers and the Axis powers. The Triple Entente powers are Great Britain, France, and Russia, and later the United States, and the Axis powers would be Germany, Austria-Hungary, and Italy. Now, the United States usually isn't one of the main focuses of World War I, and this is because it doesn't necessarily have much to do with the United States in forms of actual conflict, and the United States actually got involved in the war relatively late. So, most of America really didn't want to get involved in foreign conflicts, they really didn't see a need for it, and they just thought it would weaken their own economy, especially if it didn't have much to do with them personally. So, for the first half of the war, Woodrow Wilson insisted that he would keep the American people out of the war. That was until the Zimmerman telegram was leaked, and this was basically a telegram between Germany and Mexico that asked Mexico to invade the U.S.'s borders with the help of Germany. 
Once Woodrow Wilson got a hold of this and the U.S. government, they decided this was a reason to declare war, and that is what brought them into World War I. Now that we've gone over the basics of how the war actually started and the sides of the war, we can go over the actual war itself. So World War I was terrible in terms of conditions for the people fighting in the war, and it's one of the first modern wars in history. This is when we first started to use tanks, bombs, machine guns, and modern machinery that we didn't have in these first big wars like the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. This is when things started getting really violent and many, many people could be killed. So one of the main staples of World War I is trench warfare. This is basically when two opposing sides would have trenches dug all along the countryside and they would do fighting back and forth in between these trenches with their men in the trenches so that they couldn't just be out in the open ready to get killed because of all the modern machinery. So the actual conditions inside the trenches were terrible. Hygiene was horrible. You couldn't shower. Um, there were no bathrooms. Um, you couldn't walk very far. They were crowded. People would get diseases. Trench foot was common. There were rats. There were bugs. Um, people had horrible dental hygiene. Um, another issue was mud that would form in between the trenches. Um, and if you were to get sucked in, you would most likely die. Um, the trenches could flood in rainy seasons. Um, people's boots could flood. You could get frostbite. There's just endless, endless problems with the trench warfare system. And it's absolutely horrible to think about. Um, so many men and young men had to go into these trenches and face horrible diseases and horrible living conditions. And one of the worst parts about World War I, in my opinion, is the fact that this isn't a very personal war. The issue and the difference between World War II and World War I is that World War II was fighting against a cause. It was fighting against fascism and Nazism and the horrible war crimes that these countries were committing. But World War I was over military alliances and government politics. None of these things were actually very important to average people, yet average people were sacrificing their lives for these countries' politics. It's a really weird concept. So because of all the reasons I just mentioned, um, World War I was extremely dangerous. Most of the time, if you were drafted or sent away, you were not going to be coming back home. Whether you died from actual combat, or you died from disease, or really any other reason, you would most likely not come home. And if you did come home, you would probably experience shell shock, which was later known as PTSD, or have severe injuries because of the way this war was conducted. Another really horrible thing about World War I was the use of gas. Um, mustard gas was commonly used by the Axis powers. Um, this would cause blindness, it could kill you, um, and if you were exposed to it most of the time, you would never see again. So this was a really horrible, horrible war crime, and this is why gases and things like that are not commonly used in modern war because we now know how absolutely terrible it is because of what it caused for the soldiers in World War I. So as for the actual end of World War I, World War I was a time when war propaganda was becoming more and more common. 
So for the actual people of Germany and the Axis powers, they were under the impression that their countries were winning because of the propaganda that was being shown to them, but in fact they had been losing for a really long time. So it kind of came as a shock to the Axis people, and especially Germany, when they were told that they were actually losing the war. Um, Germany did lose the war along with the Axis powers, and after that they were forced to sign the Treaty of Versailles, which we went over in the Great Depression episode, which caused them to pay huge war reparations and basically blamed them for the entire conflict. As for Europe, it was war-torn. Many cities never fully recovered and many countries were in poverty for years after. Um, The United States didn't go through as much problems as Britain or France because they weren't on the front lines. Um, Their cities weren't war-torn and They didn't fight for as long, they didn't lose as many people. But for all the soldiers returning, there was a huge problem of unemployment. Um, A lot of people just didn't want to hire soldiers coming back from the war, so after all they experienced in the war, they a lot of the times went into poverty because they couldn't find a job. And another issue was the mental health problems they faced after the war. After most of the atrocities they'd seen, a lot of people who hadn't gone to war just didn't believe how bad it was. They were still stuck in the mindset of old wars without modern technology. See, this is one of the first modern wars. So a lot of regular people just wouldn't understand how horrible the war was until many years later. So a lot of these times, these soldiers had nobody to really turn to, nobody to confide in, except for themselves. Regardless of all that bad, there was some good that came out of World War I. The Treaty of Versailles, while it was terrible for Germany, did bring some good things to other countries, and it did kind of stop the trend of military alliances. After that, um, different things like NATO was formed to try to get different nations to come together and be able to resolve foreign conflicts before they resulted in such a horrible war. And what we learned from World War I is to never let political conflicts get to that level again. So overall, World War I was a huge turning point in military history and in world history. It kind of marked the beginning of the modern age and modern warfare, and it taught people to never let political things get into such a big conflict again. So overall, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you learned something about World War I, and next week you can look out for an episode about World War II.